Welcome, everybody, to the EFIS Baseball Cards Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Baseball, and we're back here for another another couple weeks' worth of uh, baseball games to talk about. We've got some new releases. We're going to preview 2023 Bowman, which is one of the bigger releases of the year. I know we're still a couple weeks away, but that is um, really big for the hobby. And yeah, just kind of talk about what we've observed for the last couple weeks of baseball and um, what kind of impact we're expecting to have it on or have it have on the market um, and the hobby in, a, in general. So TJ, how's it going for you, man? Hey, doing well, Bobby. How you doing this morning? It's uh... I, I drank a little bit too much last night. Um, I was planning on watching the Padres and it was like five to nothing before I even turned on the game. So I was like, yeah, I'll just watch a little love is blind with my wife and drink some beers. I don't know if you know what that show is, but it's trashy Netflix dating Uh, show. Basically. Oddly enough, my, my night ended up uh, similarly. If you swap a beer for whiskey and Padres (laughs) for Cardinals, but uh, so yeah, we're on the same page there, bro. Yeah, I've got roped into watching a bunch of that crap, too, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's funny. It ends up being really entertaining. It's like this show where they, yeah, they don't meet each other. They're, like, behind walls, and then they get engaged. And then basically, like, a bunch of episodes, and they decide whether they get married. And they don't tell each other until they're at the altar, so. Hey, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, fun times. I, I told my wife, I was like, I want every wedding to be like this. I want it to be like 50-50 going up there because people you like, you'll you'll go and you'll be rooting for them to get married. And, you know, if if you don't like one of the people, you're going and, and rooting for some drama. I don't know. She doesn't like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, baseball. How's the hobby treating you? Any any big pickups? Anything going on the last couple of weeks? You know what, man? I've been on a little bit of a buying pause. I think some of that's in anticipation of the upcoming Bowman release. And then also just uh, there's not a lot on the shelves that's enticing to me in terms of retail. Uh, S1 is kind of, I guess, kind of a little boring for me. Um, just, I guess, with those pack odds, it's hard to pull anything good out of there. So I've been selling uh, like crazy. I've got a bunch of Jordan Walker stuff that I've been sitting on for about two or three years that uh, right now is just the time. So uh, like I had a Bowman's Best Refractor Auto that I picked up in 2021 for 25 bucks. I sold it for $245. Tank Hints, first Bowman Refractor Auto that I paid, I don't know, $35 for a couple years ago. I sold it for $125. And uh, excuse me, I've started to let go of some of these uh, SGC Bowman slabs that I've been hanging on to. So I had a Willie Vasquez first Bowman Chrome Auto uh, yellow out of 75. He's a prospect for the Rays out of 22 Bowman Chrome. Uh, raw, that card's maybe a $40, $45 card. Uh, I got a SGC 10 and then a 10 on auto. And I got 175 uh, for that too. So I've just been selling, man, like a crazy person. Sounds like you're trying to build the case already for me to get into Bowman here. I can, I can tell what's going on. Bowman sells. Bowman sells. <laughs> it really does, man. Uh, fun times. I I uh, my big pickup was I talked about that uh, Nolan Orenado gold rookie card. I was like, oh, if you can get yourself a a gold out of 2013, 
hey, that's a really nice pickup to have. Uh, and then like 15 minutes later, you send me a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not quite 15 minutes, but that night, uh, yeah, I scrolled through eBay and yeah, I think it was, uh, so I picked it up in a BGS slab. It's a 9.5 and I think it was a BGS panic seller with, you know, the news that was coming out about grading. So I, I feel like I got a pretty nice deal on that. Um, not necessarily below comps, but at comps. Um, and I feel like sometimes if you really want a rare card like that, you have to pay up. So just getting it at comps, I'm pretty happy with. True. Uh, so I, I did that. And then uh, <clears throat> I actually ripped a couple packs. So I got one of those super boxes, I think mm-hmm. they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, the retail configuration where you get the one giant card, you get the pin and the five foil fra- or foil cards in a pack. Uh, and then like 10 retail packs of top series one. So it was, um, I had my wife, buy, my wife bought it on the target app. Uh, she's got like a target red card. So we got a discount, we got free shipping. So to the door, $35, I think nice. it's out of stock now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really happy with that. And I was even more happy once I opened it. Um, it was just a fun rip, man. I mean, so first I got the, the first thing I opened was the pin because I'm telling my wife, I really want the Juan Soto pin. Like I want the Juan Soto pin. I want to put it on my, my Padres like bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. Boom. First thing I open, get the Juan Soto pin. Nice. So I was happy with that. Um, the giant card, I got something I, like Christopher Morrell, nothing, nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Um, then I opened the foil pack and first card I see is a Michael Harris uh, rookie card. And it's nice. It's perfect. It's immaculate. Like great condition. I, I like look at it under the magnifier right away. I can't find any issues. So I'm, I was really happy with that. There was a Mookie Betts in there, foil, uh, Brett Beatty foil. And then I got to open in the regular packs and just got some nice stuff that I like there too. I mean, I got like an Oniel Cruz, um, Royal Blue. I forget the – I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of the Royals guy, but that Royals rookie first baseman that had some pretty good numbers slash – Pascatino or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Italian bro. Um, yeah, got his his gold out of 2023. So it's a pretty good pretty good rip for me. No autos or anything like that, but I, I was pretty happy when I was looking at my haul. I was like, hey, the I mean, the Harris card comps out at 30 or 35 bucks, so – I was already doing good there. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to sell any of that. I'm, I'm keeping the cards. I like them good for the PC. So I yeah, think, that's in uh, I did have another mail day. Sorry, go, go ahead. Before I, was gonna I, say, I think, everybody. I think people like those super boxes. Cause if you check on eBay, they're reselling for almost double the manufacturer price. So um, I'm not sure what that's about, but yeah, people seem to like them. Yeah. You get some nice cards. I mean, I don't know what the long term like, investability of them is but like hey i'm gonna get five really nice of these like foil board cards i think they're called and it's not the whole set it's like the checklist is i believe it's 50 cards um so when you think about that and and they make it 50 cards that people are gonna like so if you're doing you know like a quote-unquote bad pack of that you're probably still getting at least a couple mid-level rookies and decent you know, modern day stars. Yeah. So I was really happy with the Mookie Betts, the Beatty, the Harris. I know somebody from the discord pulled a, pulled an Adley mm-hmm. and also the condition of those cards that they were just all five of them in mind. They're perfectly centered. 
perfect corners. Like the QC was incredible. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm really happy about this. Those are, so, yeah, that's encouraging. So that, that type of product, I think we need to see some more of, of that in the future. So, I mean, you know, regardless or, or whatever different people call different things a hit, but I consider those cards a hit. Those are nice cards to put in my PC. So I got like, you know, seven or eight hits in a, in a nice Juan Soto pin. So nice. I'm, I'm nice. pretty happy with that. <clears throat> um, and then I got another mail day too. Something, something shows up in my mailbox from, from the Yachty guy. And, and I, I feel it. I'm like, Oh, this guy, did he send me some kind of slap? What is going on here? Wouldn't you know, I, I open it up. Your boy, Samuel Zavala, who you've been talking up on the discord. Uh, he sent me a, a mega box of his first Bowman in an SGC nine, five slab. So that is my first Samuel Zavala card. It's a really cool card. And he just gives me like, I don't know. He, I've never watched him play, right? But he just gives me like jerks and profar type like swag vibes. Like that's that's what the card looked like. I'm like, this could be a jerks and profar, like first bowman. So I don't know. And the scouting reports are good on him. So I know you you're stocked up on Savala. So I'm happy to add that card to my PC. So thank you, brother. You got him, man. It's a gorgeous card. He's walking through the batting cage. You got the net behind him. He's got the chocolate brown jersey on. He's kind of carrying a bat up by the barrel. He's got the shades on. It's uh, no hat, no batting helmet. It's it's a really cool looking card. And yeah, uh, I read good things about him. Like, you know, we'll talk about it in a bit. It's all speculative, but uh, he looks like he could be pretty good. Yeah. All right, we should dive in. I, I am determined to keep... We don't have any, like, one huge dedicated topic. We're going to hit Bowman quite a bit, but I think we can do this in an hour. I think we can. And if we can't today, we're never going to. So It'll be the first time. Let's get it. All right. Recent releases. How do you... I mean, Topps Dynasty just came out, and, and from what I'm seeing, it, it was a bargain. It was, what... $825 for one encased card. That's that's pretty good, right? It's I mean, actually- come on, Bobby. It's a patch auto to 10 or less. And I mean, even if you pull a Reed Detmers, I mean, it, that's got to be worth at least the cost of admission, right? Uh, get the hell out of here. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so bad. Dude, it's like, I, I don't know who... First off, it's just like so far beyond what I would ever pay for that product that it's laughable. Like if that was a $400 product, I would look at it and consider it and say it was too expensive for me. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, if I was single, no kids, and had a good disposable income, I I would maybe do it and just say, F it, I don't care. Like, I know I'm not going to recoup my investment, but it's going to be fun and I could get like a Shohei card. But I think somebody in the Discord made the point, like a Shohei auto from that set from prior year is going for basically about the same price as a box. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are you hoping to get there? I don't Unless, know. You, you got to pull, you know, maybe one of five or six guys to justify that, right? If you pull Jeter, Trout, Otani, maybe Julio, uh, Ichiro, uh, I'm running out of gas over here. You're bro. probably going to get smoked even on like an Ichiro, which is insane. Yeah. yeah. And, and I looked, you know, I did a quick check on eBay. There's not a lot listed because I don't think a lot of people have it in hand yet. Um, 
but there's just nothing there that justifies. I mean, you go back and I'll preface all this by saying Dynasty, some of the best looking cars that Tops ever makes. I mean, huge patches, three, four, five color patches. Um, They're all numbered to 10 or less. It's gorgeous. But I, you know, personally, I've never spent more than $400 on a single baseball card. And that was when I knew exactly what it was going to be. It wasn't a gamble or a risk, you know, opening a box. And uh, aside from a Bowman jumbo box, you know, that would be, you know, as a $600 box. I can't imagine spending $800 for one, one, one card, not just one. It's nuts. We were, we were talking about it in the discord. Like, I mean, the things that you can get, you can get a, you can get a Shohei short print rookie PSA 10 for that. You can get a trout like SGC nine, five, maybe even a BGS nine, five at this point. Um, you get a Sandy Koufax, like, PSA probably like two I don't know maybe an Ernie Banks rookie card. like people are throwing all kinds of stuff out and it's like um yeah I'll take that over my Reed Detmers even if I get a you know to- like a one of one I'm still gonna be like fuck it's Reed Detmers mm-hmm. all right so I don't know um good good product for breakers I guess like but yeah. you know people are it's it's just a hail mary, right? If you're getting in on a break there, you've got to be ready to just not even get a card and mm-hmm. spend spend a chunk. But um, yeah, I guess maybe that's who it's for, breakers. But I can't see many individual collectors going out and spending that kind of money. It's just crazy. Um, that's a lot of money for again one card. One. Yeah, I mean, I guess the cards are numbered to ten. There's there's not many boxes made, so maybe that's why it sold out so quick. Um, mm-hmm. If it's going to breakers, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need to spend any more time on that one. It's like I think we were all all shocked when we yeah. saw the price. It was yeah, just... I don't think that's for you know. I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there. Well, maybe not a bunch, but there's a handful out there that you know have the means and the desire to do something like that. Good for you, but that's not uh, that's not me. That's a little above my pay grade. Yeah, it's probably not for us. <laughs> uh, also not for us, the big league. I think that we we might be a touch above that, but those cards look pretty sweet. I mean, I've, I've seen that. Like, I really like the 8-bit ballers. Um, I happened to see on, on Twitter this morning, somebody posted a link to the Trout follow-back card. I forget how much time was left, but it's at like four grand. It's got, right a, it's got a less than a day left. And there's a Vlad Jr. Uh, listed for 4000 also. So, you know, I, I know I brought those up and it was kind of, you know, hey, this is gimmicky and this is fun, but uh, holy crap, bro. <laughs> yeah, like some serious value in there. Uh, do you want to buy that Trout one? He's a collector. We can get him to follow the Ephus and blast us out. That would be really good publicity, you know? That's a phenomenal idea. That could really work. I saw a little video of him breaking down some of his uh, favorite cards in his collection and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he's all about the, the the hobby. That's for sure. Yeah, there's it's fun seeing some of the major league players uh, that are really into the hobby. The uh, Phillies pitcher Matt Strom. That that one is hilarious to me. Have you ever seen like he collects cards of guys that hit homers off of him? That's <laughs> the best awesome. thing I've heard all day he's, today. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if well, that's how I know they're something like that's how I know they're legit and worth collecting if they can hit a homer off me. Awesome. I guess the question is how many cards are in that collection and at yeah. what point? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he just collects all kinds of 
all kinds of stuff. I, like the article that I read a, a while back was like he met some prospect at, at like training camp or something. He was like, hey, I have a Sapphire to five card of you like you need to do good or something <laughs> like i don't know so just, just serve up a homer to that kid <laughs> yeah it's just funny to think of major league players uh thinking the same way we are yeah. uh so yeah i think big league i mean seems to be a hit i think it's a really cool product and if i was a 10 year old kid i would be super stoked on that one it looks uh, good the cards are a little loud for my taste but it looks good yeah but if you're 12 years old that's cool. I yeah, don't know. Hell yeah. That, hell yeah. That's yeah. I like it. Um, Stadium Club Chrome. We talked about uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, the cards are cool, but I don't think we need to spend a lot more time there. So maybe around the league in 15 minutes or so. Um, man, how about those Tampa Bay Rays? They finally lost. They finally lost. But it's about uh, time. Yeah. yeah so look- we're rec- we're recording on Saturday morning. The Rays just lost last night for the first time. 13 and 1. They Bums. look good. They look really good. And uh man, you know, it's not necessarily hobby related, but steal of my fantasy baseball league draft, Wander Franco. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I think that is hobby related. I mean, he's quite the turnaround. Can you imagine if this had happened last year? That's what I keep thinking. Like Wander Mania with S1. Can you imagine if they had started 13 and 0 mm-hmm. and Wander had come out hot the way that he is now? I, I would don't know still what... be finding S1 on the shows from last year. Oh my year. God. <laughs> Crazy. He's got, I mean, the big knock on him is he's got no pop and he was injury prone. So mm-hmm. injuries, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But like he's got four homers. His slugging right now, as of today, is 649. He's already racked up one war per fan graphs. So. I mean, dude's getting it done. I'm, I'm really anxious to see if it continues for him. Obviously, I think they played four last place teams, but you know, I'm not going to knock it. Like, mm-hmm. you beat if you're a good team, you beat the teams you should beat. You know, like they're doing what they're supposed to do, and they're all professionals. It's hard to win a professional baseball game, so to win 13 in a row to start a season, like, cheers to them. I don't know. Yeah, he's hot. I mean, he's hitting for average. He's hitting for power. He's driving in runs. He's out there running the bases. And like you said, if if he can stay healthy and stay on the field for, you know, 150 games this season, uh, I think that you'd probably see a pretty big spike in his value because he started hot and then he fell a lot. And uh, so now he's kind of in that middle ground. But I really think that there's a lot of potential there. Again, kid can stay healthy. That's really what it comes down to. Because when he's on the field, he's electric. He's got so many rookie cards. That's that's the only problem with him. So it's like you've, you, you know, if you're worried about price, you know, try to find something rare. Try to find like a a numbered card or a short print or a rookie auto. Like even as rookie autos, they are since there are so many of them in so many different sets, they are not that expensive anymore. So mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they've jumped. I was looking at them in the off season and was like, should I get some wander? In case he turns it around, I was like, nah, I don't believe him, Wander. Well, mm-hmm. looks like I might have been wrong. but <laughs> I sold a little early on a couple things, too. I had a gold 2022 rookie uh, and a gold 2022 rookie debut uh, that I let go of probably three, four months too soon. But what yeah. are you going to do? Good for him, though. It's good for baseball. It's good for the hobby. I like, I like seeing the hobby darlings doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like another one of them. Shohei, 
Good God. Can, can this guy get it? Can this guy get any better? Like, this is insane. I'm going to pull up the stats, but I think it was as of a few days ago, I saw the tweet. Like, he, he was hitting 300 with three home runs. He had 19 innings pitched with like a 045 ERA and yep. 25 strikeouts or something. Yep. And I'm just like, dear God, this guy is so incredible. I, I just. I know we talked about him two weeks ago, but he, he continues to get better. It's insane. <laughs> There's not really much to say. Uh, I mean, it's not something we've ever seen done and probably won't ever again. I mean, you know, they specialize these kids and they don't really let them play two ways. Um, it's it's just insane. I mean, he's clearly a dominant pitcher. He's clearly, you know, a dominant you know hitter as well. Uh, what more do you want? And he's still relatively young and looking at another, you know, 10, 12, maybe like 15 year. Who knows if you guys sign him to a 23 year deal uh, contract. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be around uh, for a while. And it's just, I mean, health permitting. Goodness, I can't imagine what happened if we get the Angels in a playoff run, you know, even a sustained run of success. Um, or if he just has another year, just like he's having on a trash team, like he has been doing uh it's almost like a no-lose proposition. This is crazy to watch. I really want the Angels to be good. I just really want them to be good. They've got Shroud. They've got Shohei. Like, can you imagine if we were talking about, like, vintage baseball cards and we were, like, talking about some some of these Yankees teams and we were like, oh, yeah, like, I see, I'm going to mess up my timelines because I don't remember exactly when all these guys played because I'm not as into vintage, but, like, Name like any two or three like big Yankees stars that are like absolute legends of the game. And now imagine they were on the team together for 10 years and the team did nothing but finish like well outside of playoff contention. It's just, yeah. it's just crazy to me that they can't build around those guys a winner, but they are seven and six right now. They have a winning record. I think they started out okay last year before things went south too. So hopefully they can sustain. I'd like, even if they're just in the pennant race, it would be nice to see Shohei playing some meaningful baseball late in the season. And I think exactly. if they fall off, they trade him. I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be gonna, interesting. He's not going to resign, right? I mean, no, I can't you know, see it. I've read a lot of speculation and things like that, you know, where he was, what teams he'd be willing to sign with and things like that. But I, I, I have to lean towards, you know, if they're not competitive and that, that contract's coming up, He's probably leaving town. Uh, again, 23-year deal, San Diego Padres. I'm oh, my in. God. <laughs> I, I would love it. Uh, but I, this is the one that I am really – when it comes to Shohei, I'm like, the Dodgers have kind of taken a step back, and it's they're saving money right now. They didn't go nuts. I'm like, fuck, they're going to get Shohei. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, that could be fun, too. Like, I don't – I don't want to lose to the Dodgers all the time, but hey, like Shohei would make a nice enemy for a little bit too. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be uh, fun. That would. Be I don't fun. know. I I just like good baseball. I mean, like the Padres lost two of three to the Mets um, a couple days ago, and I was like sitting there feeling sad that I didn't get to watch Edwin Diaz close out the Padres instead of you know Joe Schmo. I think it was like. Ottavino was their closer or yeah, something. Yeah. So it's like, I just like watching good players play. Um, but anyway, yeah, Shohei, I mean, 
I don't know that I can recommend buying his cards because seriously, the pricing is so high, but it's like at the same time, maybe he can keep getting better. I don't, I don't know. His ERA can't go negative though. So we'll see. What about your, your boy, your recommendation from last week? <laughs> I hope, I hope everybody didn't go out and buy uh cruise cards. Oh Lord. I'm never recommending another player ever. And if I do, <laughs> he's not going to be a Cardinals player. I'll tell you that. Uh, or anybody I'm heavily invested in. Yeah, so, you know, I recommended O'Neill Cruz. And again, 15 minutes later, he goes out, slides into home plate and breaks his ankle. Uh, good God, man. And it sucks because, I mean, the kid's young. You know, he's just kind of getting established. And you really want to see, you know, if he's ironing out the kinks, if he's going to lower that strikeout rate, if he's going to continue to get on base and, you know, and develop a little bit more power like everybody kind of projects. And he's not going to be able to do any of that stuff you know, sitting in the dugout or sitting in rehab. And then, you know, with certain types of injuries, you you can't help but feel like, ah, is that going to have a lingering effect? And, you know, they say there's no real structural damage and things like that, but broken ankle doesn't sound tremendous. You know what I'm saying? And I'd rather have two ankles that had never been broken as opposed to the alternative. Um, so yeah, it's 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 kind of sad and it's a little bit of a bummer, but these things do happen and guys do bounce back. On the plus side, you know, he is real young um, and he's not in danger of losing his job to injury or anything along those lines. As soon as he's healthy and ready to go, they're going to plug him right back into the lineup uh, and play him every single day. So uh, let's just hope for a speedy recovery. But yeah, that was brutal to watch. Yeah. For a fun, a surprisingly fun Pirates team, but... Um, any other like observations around the league? Anything else big news that is surprising you about how the first couple weeks of the season has gone down? Surprising? Nah, there's been a couple of you know little bright spots. James Outman for the Dodgers, rookie outfielder, uh, came out just hitting the cover off the ball, and he f- finished last year doing that as well. So it's kind of fun to watch. Um, your boy Juan Soto's, uh, you know, not playing his best baseball at the moment. So that's kind of something people are watching. It seems like he's kind of stepping out of that little bit of a slump. Uh, like we said, the Rays look good. Braves look good. Yankees look good. Uh, that guy, Singa from the Mets, that ghost Ooh. fork pitch. Uh, I watched this pitch overlay where they show his fastball and then his ghost fork kind of, you know, in a gif. Um, wow. That's uh that's fun to watch. That is fun to watch. So yeah, I mean, just watching a lot of baseball, man. Cardinals need pitching. Cardinals need pitching. Please send pitching. Yeah, I, I think the Padres just need like consistency from their top performers. I mean, the Blake Snell's been a mess. Waka had been good. He got shelled last night. And like you said, Juan Soto's not even hitting 200. Uh, Manny, I think, just hit his first homer of the year a couple days ago. So, yeah, it's pretty much Xander Bogarts has been carrying the Padres team. So, yeah, we... Uh, but but Tatis, he hit three homers the other night in the AAA game. So yeah, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Tatis showing up on 420 in Arizona. So watch oh. out. It's going to be a fun day. I might I'll make a drive that. up the street and go check that out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Um, how about uh, – so I wanted, uh, I know you didn't want to recommend any, any players, but I wanted to see like one player – one player stock up, one player stock down. Um, All right. I don't know. You kind of covered that, but I don't know if that was uh, what you were getting at. Yeah, absolutely. Soto and, 
Soto looks good. I got one other one. Uh, and at the risk of destroying my my dynasty fantasy team, uh, Matt Chapman, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so, you know, I, I, fantasy baseball, baseball card collecting on similar levels, you know, we're looking at guys and we're just trying to project what we think they might be able to do. And going into this year as guys in a contract year and people are handing out contracts like Halloween candy out here, you know, $300 million contracts left and right. Young guy, a lot of power. Uh, and he's playing in a deep, deep lineup. So, uh, I mean, the guy's smoking the ball, 460 batting average. He's got three bombs. He's got a 1.318 OPS. That's exactly like, oh my goodness. And you can get a first Bowman PSA nine auto his for 54 bucks. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So uh, I think that that's a guy that, you know, again, contract year, uh, it's a good chance to kind of get in. And if he keeps sustains, I mean, obviously he's not going to hit 460 all year, but if he sustains anything similar to that and the Blue Jays are most likely going to go deep in the playoffs, um, that's a guy where you can maybe buy low now, sell high later. Um, And yeah, I mean, he's got Oakland A's, rookie Ardos, things like that. So not a lot of... uh, competition in the market if you will so i think that that might be a nice sneaky pickup dude is absolutely jacked and i never realized yeah. that until i saw his uh golden mirror card he's he's a beast that's ridiculous it's funny mlb the show the video game so like video games sports games especially have their repetitive commentary right so every time i, I don't know if they got rid of it yet but like as of two or three years ago every time matt chapman came up in that game and they the announcers would say, and here comes the always intense Matt Chapman. So now every time I see him, I'm like, man, this guy's always intense. This is the always intense Matt Chapman. And I know we have uh, in our Discord somebody that works for SDS, the maker of MLB The Show. So maybe he can uh, check in for us and see if if Matt Chapman is always intense or if he is lightened up a little bit as he's aging. (laughs) I don't know. It's funny. Slightly uh, less intense match. Yeah, but I saw that golden mirror card and I was like, yeah, that dude is always intense. He's yeah. like always at the gym, bro. Yeah, that was oh my gosh. That guy's yoked. Oh man. So I had a hard time. I was I was looking at you know stats of different hobby relevant players, and uh man, I, I almost went Vlad, a, a blue jay, just like you mentioned. He's off to a hot start, but man, Ronald Acuna. Dude is back, and it's – I don't want to say it's predictable, but right now he's hitting 390. He's got three homers, uh, an OPS over 1,000, and he's got like five or six stolen bases. It is the old Ronald Acuna is back. Mm-hmm. And if you look, it's – yeah, it's it's basically the same trajectory as Jordan um, recovering from that torn ACL. So mm-hmm. it seems like he's doing well from it. He's getting his power back. His his uh, on base numbers are up. I mean, just all around, he is he's looking looking like Ronald Acuna of old, and obviously he's got one of the more iconic recent cards in the hobby of of the bat down. So I think always a good buy, um, Ronald Acuna, just because it is an iconic card. No matter what happens with him, but if he if he turns it around and becomes the player that he was, damn. Uh, I think we're going to see pricing on Acuna take off. And I was thinking about, I didn't want to bash my boy Juan Soto yet because he looks a little bit better, but he's still hitting under 200. But my my down player is Gunner, Gunner Henderson. He's just, 
he seems to be struggling. He's hitting 150. Uh, he's got one homer, just really, really having a tough time with the bat right now. And, you know, basically the opposite of what we're seeing from his rookie counterpart, Adley Rutschman. The, the one encouraging thing that I'll say with Gunner is he's got 12 walks. So he's got a, he's got a 150 batting average, but his on-base percentage is still 358, which is kind of crazy. So at least he's drawing walks, at least he's contributing, but not really what we thought we would be seeing from Gunner. Maybe so. some bad batted ball luck, things like yeah, that. Potentially, potentially. It's always, I mean, again, really small sample size. We saw the same thing from Julio last year in the first month of the season. So those things can turn mm-hmm. rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just a shout out to Jared Kelenic as well. Dude's really getting it together. Uh, just absolutely mashing right-handed pitching. I think he's only got like two or three at-bats versus lefties this year, which um, maybe that's what they need to do. Just platoon Mm -hmm. him. Don't let him play against lefties. Um, But dude's mashing, and I think, you know, a lot of people probably have some Kellenic cards stowed away that they thought were maybe close to worthless. Mm -hmm. Um, And they might not be now, so that's good. All right. Should we talk Bowman? Yeah, why not? What else are we going to talk about, right? I mean, it's Bowman season. I'm sure we can find a bunch to talk about. I'm like, oh, we don't really have any topics. And uh, yeah, then I just start rambling. Um, So so 2023 Bowman, I believe by the time this episode drops, I I think we're still going to be about a week out from Bowman. What is it, the 26th? Is that the release? Something like that? Maybe the 23rd, but yeah. Yeah, so we're we're a ways out from Bowman, um, but you guys probably remember Chuck who came on to talk about uh, 2022 Bowman Chrome. He did an episode with us last year, which was an awesome episode. Uh, he sent me over his kind of Bowman prospect summary, which, dude, is, it is incredible. Um, he's also got it up on his Twitter, so check him out. It's at PrimeChuckW. And that's on Twitter. So just at Prime Chuck W. Uh, he runs some breaks um, with a with a group of his that he's been building up over time. Really good dude. I'm going to try to have him on the next episode. I'm not sure if schedules will work, uh, but we're going to try to have him back on. And wanted to just kind of give his his summary a plug and just use it as a guide for talking about Bowman because it was really good. And I mean, TJ, I think you had the same reaction when I when I sent you what he sent me. Like, what what was going through your head when you looked at it? I think my reply to you was, I want to be friends with this guy. Uh, <laughs> that is, uh, man, I mean, you know, getting into prospecting at Bowman, oftentimes these breakdowns are so comprehensive and kind of hard to jumble through. And there's a lot of unnecessary information. And he managed to take the whole thing and compress it into just a nice little easy to read Um you know, kind of spreadsheet. And there's a, a lot of good information packed into a small space, uh, but tons of valuable stuff in there. And, you know, uh, like we'll talk about a little bit, you know, Bowman is one of those things where you want to go in informed uh, before you start moving around in that space. Yeah, for sure. Especially because it's you're not going to have the background on the players beyond, you know, two or three that made it might've been high draft picks. Like he, he identifies his Chuck's chases cards. Um, I feel like I'm pretty informed on the hobby. I've only heard of 
one of those players. And it's Drew Jones because it's Andrew Jones' son. Um, the rest of those guys, they may, may have been top five picks, but I just, frankly, I don't know who they are, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, and maybe it's because I don't follow the prospecting world because other than Samuel Zavala and Jackson Merrill, I don't know who the Padres <laughs> have even got in the farm. Um but yeah, he, he does a really nice summary here. Um, just some stuff to throw out. A Hobby Box 250, Jumbo Box 400. The Hobby Box is going to get you one auto. The Jumbo is going to get you three autos. Um, and in terms of autos, uh, he, he calls out there's 102 autos in the in the product, 102 players with autos. That number's up about 14% year over year, which... Unfortunately, that's what we've been seeing with lots of products. Um, like if we think back to Bowman, or uh, sorry, Topps Chrome last year. But the good thing is 86% of those are hitters and 78% of the autos in there are first Bowman autos. Um, so I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the actual players in the set checklist, TJ? Did you dive in and and think about like, where does this Bowman release stack up with maybe some other recent releases, at least the hype for it? Yeah, definitely. So I've been pretty heavy into Bowman since 2020 and really involved with it for the last probably 18 months or so. Um, So I, I, you know, looking back on sets, looking forward on sets, this is a pretty deep, checklist and coming in i mean drew jones is going to be the you know the one that kind of carries that hype um and you're going to see a lot of guys chasing him but there are a ton of other guys in here too that are you know high draft picks highly touted uh have a lot of potential and so you know i think the 2022 bowman set and you know for the the entry level bowman uh you know collector there are three Bowman releases each year, right? So we get Bowman, which is the one that comes out in the springtime. Then you get Bowman Chrome, usually comes out around the fall. Um, and then you have uh, Bowman Draft will come out the end of the year. Bowman, uh, well, I guess it's easier if we start with Bowman Chrome. So Bowman Chrome is generally your international prospects that were signed. Um, so, you know, when they have the international prospect signing pool, they go out and grab all these kids from Dominican Republic and they're 16, 17 years old, stuff like that. That's generally who you're going to find in Bowman Chrome as your first Bowman's Bowman draft, pretty self-explanatory kids from the draft. And then Bowman, the set that we're getting ready to have, uh, come out here in just a little while is a little bit of both, right? So it's, you know, you're going to see some names in here that were from the draft of last year, like Drew Jones, for example, uh, and then you'll see some guys that were international signings last year. And it's just, you know, kind of how Tops holds out guys from S1. And are they going to be in Series 2? Are they going to be an update? Well, Bowman has kind of a similar thing going on. So if you don't see your guy in Bowman Chrome or Bowman Draft, chances are he's going to be in Bowman. Um, so a lot of guys we've been waiting for, like Drew Jones, uh, you know, Junior Caminero from the Rays as an international signing prospect. Uh, but he's just a stud and he rakes. Uh, Spencer Jones from the Yankees. He is a uh, Aaron Judge clone, right? So he's six foot seven. It's a first round draft pick. Uh, they got him at number, uh, I think it was like 22, 28, something like that. Uh, but the kid just mashes. Spencer Jones from the Yankees. Uh, Cam Collier from the Reds, big third baseman, another kid out of the 22 draft. So uh, it's it's really interesting if you you know, a lot of us are fans of a team, right? So, you know, you know, for example, Ethan Salas, you know, the catcher that the Padres just signed. And uh, so when Bowman Chrome comes out, 
now you know, hey, you know, I'm gonna start looking for Ethan Salas. And, uh, you know, you guys probably don't have any, but when you have a high draft pick and, uh, you know, you're waiting for him to come in, then Bowman draft is the time for you to, you know, start looking for your guy to come out. Um, to also clear up a little bit of confusion. So, you know, Bowman's coming out right now and uh, Drew Jones will have his first Bowman in this set. But when Bowman Chrome comes out this summer or this fall, uh, Drew Jones will have cards in that set as well. Uh, they'll carry a different image. The first logo that's usually in the top right or left-hand corner is going to come off of the card and uh, he'll still be in there, but it won't be his first Bowman. Uh, those firsts are what's desirable. Like you mentioned, uh, first Bowmans of hitters are really desirable. Uh, first Bowman autos are very desirable. Uh, pitchers, not as much. You know, pitchers tend to get undervalued in the hobby. So we're looking for first Bowmans of hitters, generally guys that hit home runs or have a, uh, a good pedigree like a Drew Jones. You know, that's Andrew Jones's son. Um, or guys that play in big markets and have a lot of hype. Um, but it's just exciting, man, to get into these. Uh, I encourage you to look at top prospect lists, uh, Baseball America, different references and things like that. Just educate yourself on these guys and who they are. You pull his card, you go and you, you read a little blurb on him and you decide, hey, you know, maybe he might turn into something or three years from now he might flame out and never play a major league game. <laughs> Dude, that's a really good summary. I could have used that when I was getting into the hobby. <laughs> Uh, my first Bowman product I ever got was, and I know I've talked about this before. I was, I got 2021 Bowman. Um, and that's where I hit that Austin Martin gold refractor auto to 50 redemption card. I'm like, Hey, is this good? Should I be happy about this? I was actually kind of unhappy. Cause I'm like, this box said I was going to get one autograph and I didn't get any. And, uh, some of my buddies were like, yo, stop bitching. You got a thousand dollar card. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it, it is hard to keep track of all the all the releases and all the prospects, but I'm really looking forward to that Ethan Salas. So I hear you on, you know, with your own team looking for certain players. So this might be the first time you're seeing one of these cards from a big prospect that is going to turn around the future of your club or continue you on the trajectory that that you are if you're in in a good spot but i i also like some of the summaries that chuck wrote so he's at, he's actually got it up on his twitter page um just like screenshots of this spreadsheet that we're talking about um some of them are pretty funny like i'll i'll blast some people blaine crim texas rangers <laughs> a 26 year old first baseman and the summary is 26 year old first base prospect yikes no thanks so I, was happy. I, I think he's just got a, a good sense of humor going through some of this stuff, too. Um, oh, where's the other That's a dead-on breakdown. 26-year-old first baseman. <laughs> no thanks. I saw Jace Bowen. The summary is meh, pass. Joe Stewart. The summary is nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I promise <laughs> there are more detailed ones. There's, I don't know, carry on for Ronnie Simon. Um, and there's a, how about no, says Dr. Evil from Austin Powers, <laughs> International Man of Mystery. Um, so yeah, it, some of them are really, really quick like that. And then there's also the very, like Spencer Jones, for example, there's a very detailed summary of, of why this guy matters and, and what we can expect from him. And I think that's just the nature of 108 
autograph subjects. I mean, there, there are surely some duds in here um, and some guys that, you know, if they're not big prospects now and they're 26 years old, that is not the autograph you want to hit in your hobby box. But these other guys that are 18, 19, 20 years old, it's your lottery ticket. Even if they're not a top prospect now, they may be later. Um, there are plenty of guys who've gone from relative obscurity to becoming top prospects. So I think that's what's that's what's kind of cool about this product for me. I know it's not typically my biggest chase, um, but, you know, TJ's sending me Zavala cards, and I just bought a Dylan Lesko uh sapphire card that was the padres first round draft pick last year he's a starting pitcher so his cards are cheap Mm -hmm. i think i got his first bowman sapphire for 350 Mm -hmm. like three dollars and 50 cents um so yeah there's some there's some cool stuff in here um and one of the things i thought was really interesting like if you're if you're doing breaks or something um if you look at the again i go back to the chucks chase as my cheat sheet he's got about I don't know, 18 players or so, something like that, maybe 20 on here that he's identifying as the top chase in the product. And three of them are Seattle Mariners. So Mm -hmm. you've got Gabriel Gonzalez, you've got Lazaro Montes and Michael Arroyo. So you've got three really good prospects from Seattle. Uh, The rest of it looks like it's kind of spread around a bit. It doesn't really look like there are other teams that have multiple prospects. So I know we've got a big Seattle Mariners contingent in the Discord, so uh, yeah, big chase for you Mariners fans. Anybody that you're specifically going to be chasing, TJ? Any so Cardinals I, out there? <laughs> nah, and actually, you'll you'll see Chuck put us as one of the teams that there's just there's just nothing there worth chasing. We're kind of the bottom of the barrel and breaks. My my strategy with uh, Bowman because again, it's it's so speculative, right? I mean. Uh, like you talked about, there's so many guys in there, 26 year old first baseman and, and things of that nature. I like to grab a jumbo box and just open it up. And it's kind of, you know, an opportunity to educate myself on these guys. Oh, I pulled a first purple auto, you know, this guy, let's see who the hell he is and what he's got going on. And then at that moment you can decide, do I want to hold this and, you know, write it out a little bit, or do I want to let it go? And that's kind of my strategy with Bowman. Um, if I pulled a junior Caminero, I'd be holding those. That's that's a guy, you know, there's kind of a, a, a secret, you know, society sort of uh, aspect of that where people think, you know, if the Rays are, are going and getting guys, he's probably good. They know what the hell they're talking about. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Uh, I like him. And most of these other guys, like if I pull a Drew Jones, I'm selling it immediately. Um, that's just a lottery ticket. And, you know, I will say, you know, just kind of going back to Bowman in general, most of my biggest, you know, pulls in the hobby have all been from Bowman. You know, the three or four most valuable cards I've ever pulled out of a pack have all been from Bowman. And I think it's a lot due to that speculation, right? So that Willie Vasquez card that I just sold for $175, that guy hasn't had a sip of coffee in the majors. And it's probably going to be at least a year or two before he does. But how many cards of established major leaguers do you have in your collection that are worth $175? Yeah. It's crazy. The valuation on Bowman um, just is mind blowing to me sometimes. I think I'm too much of an accountant. I'm like, why would I buy this for this price when I can buy this for something else? And there is that huge hit potential there, though. Um, it It's kind of, you know, 
for all you finance bros, if there are any finance bros listening to this, um, any anybody from Wall Street bets or something, uh, <laughs> this, uh, you know, Bowman reminds me of this is like your biotech company that is they've got no revenue and they've got lots of promising drugs and they're all in clinical trials. They might become a huge company that crushes it and it might be worth so, so much money in the future or they might get no results and the stock goes to zero. That Mm -hmm. is Bowman. That is Bowman for you. You could buy that or you could buy, you know, flagship rookie cards of established players. You know, you could go out and like the Arenado that I gave the example, or you could buy like Freddie Freeman stuff or Pujols or players like that. That's like your Apple. Like it's probably not going to skyrocket, but it should be stable. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're trying to analogize to, real world investing that is what i would say it is um unfortunately i don't think we figured out a way to take gamestop do a gamestop analogy where we can drive something worthless and make it super duper valuable so like if i go onto this list i can't think of a way where if i pull a wait who was that 26 year old first baseman this poor guy i hope he doesn't listen to the podcast i'm sure he doesn't um i won't name him if i pull 26 year old first baseman's uh first bowman i there is almost no way i can drive that to the moon so i don't know we can try though even if you try to buy them all in corner of the market yeah trying to do it yeah it's funny i uh I used to invest a lot. I used to do a lot in the stock market. And now I can't because of my wife's jobs that her job, I have to pre-clear everything before mm-hmm. I do it, which is kind of a pain in the butt. So now I just don't do it. Um, but I remember when I got into the hobby, I was like, somebody needs to explain this stuff in a stock market way. And that's what, <laughs> you know, Rob Kent did with the flagship pod, uh, which is like off the air completely now. Like it is no longer hosted on any of the major servers. That's um, a shame. RIP to the flagship. That was uh, maybe one last shout to it. That helped form my opinion for how to collect cards in many ways. And I know Bowman was very near and dear to the heart of, of that podcast. So yeah, think about your flagship stuff that you learned and apply it to 2023 Bowman, I guess. Um, hopefully this is a good summary. We'll, I think we'll take a deeper dive on this when the product comes out based on what we're seeing and what prices we're seeing and just really, you know, hopefully, hopefully QC is good. I, I actually feel like Series One, the QC on the product is actually a lot better than last year. So hopefully, we mm-hmm. see Bowman going in the same direction. It seems like Tops has really turned things around there, which I appreciate. So, um, and then there's also, I believe next week. I haven't seen it released anywhere, but scheduled to be out the Tops Archive Signature Series Active Players. So that's your you're framed one card with an auto, like a buyback card. Um, Top dynasty for broke people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good summary. I've only done it one time. Um, two or three years ago, I bought, I, I bought the retired player edition, um, saved it to open on Christmas and pulled out like a Brad Lidge card. And I was like, well, I'm going to put, I'm going to put you right next to my poo holes card. That's cool. <laughs> so that's what I did with that. Put it right next to my poo holes card. And remembered that day that poo holes hit one up onto the train in Houston. So that's the greatest moment of my baseball <laughs> watching life. It was fantastic. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so there's there's some good hits in there, but really, I mean, it's you know you're probably not getting anything big. Um, is that a is that a product that you go for, TJ, or not really? So I've bought it a couple of times in the past because I'm a degenerate and I just go to the LCS sometimes <laughs> and that's all they have. But uh, so yeah, like you said, they're buybacks. They stamp the you know the archive signature series up there. Um, my beef with that set is there's too many one of ones. Right. So, you know, Yadier Molina might have six different one of ones and it's it's, you know, so like the 2018 Tops flagship, for example, and they'll make it a one of one. Then they'll get the 2018 Tops flagship opening day version and they'll make it a one of one. And it's just too many variations of the same thing. Um, you get a you know seventy nine bucks for one encased auto. You know I've pulled a, a nice Ozzie Smith out of one, but I've also pulled a you know no offense, he's a great center fielder, but like a Tory Hunter, it sold for seven bucks, right? Um, this is a good one where you just go to eBay, pick up singles, and just you know snipe a couple of cheap cards that you want. There's very few cards in that set that are going to justify that price. Yep, and this is the active players one, but. Uh, the, the, I mean, the point holds. Right? It's, yeah, it's the same, same, it's same, same, same thing. You're going to get active players there. Five bucks. The hits are going to be few and far between. But cool product. Um, you know, if you know anybody that is into cards, if there are any wives listening out here, like this would be a good one to buy your husband. Just throw it on top of his whatever you were going to buy him for his birthday or for Father's Day or something. Nice, hey, nice quick little rip. Amen to that. Honey, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There's there's our plug. Um, what's so? I I still don't know what I'm going to call this. I'm trying to come up with something original, like the Discord champion or something. But what's who, who's your Discord champ of the last? We didn't do this two weeks ago, so it's really the past month. Like what? What's the coolest thing that you saw out there? I'm going to go back to something you brought up a little bit earlier. And my main man, SSK417, posted up a whole bunch of Jared Kalenics. And they were filthy. But in particular, and I'm not I'm not big on the unlicensed, but uh, he had a Leaf Trinity patch auto. It just uh, had a pinstripe. Oh, it was gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Nice stuff, my man. I'm glad you held on to all of that. Nice. So I actually had something. I was, I was looking through last night. I'm like, all right, I got to prepare. What am I... What am I going to, who, who is this award go to? And now I'm trying to find where it was, but did you see that there were two people in the discord at the Mariners game last night, sitting 10 rows apart and didn't realize it until they left? That's uh pretty goddamn great. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I, I thought it was really cool. I'm trying to find it. I, I can't remember who it, who it was now. I think it was uh Mr. Phil and SSK. I think if I'm not mistaken, man, cool. where where is that in the discord? I can't find it now, but anyway, they got like both posted their pictures, like two hours apart. I was like, that looks like the same view. You see the same guy, like in the front row of their section with his bright orange jacket too, like orange jacket guys who gave it away. But unfortunately they didn't realize it until they were gone or they could have had a little, uh, EFIS discord member meet up at the Mariners game last night. So that was super cool. I was like, wow. Like, I agree. I agree. What a small world. Um, I, ha- I have not met anybody in person who has actually listened to the podcast. So I, I don't know if anybody runs into me at a Padres game or something or somewhere be super cool. So if you see me posting, you're at the game, give me a holler and let's get a beer. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think we can go to, go to the Q and a, um, 
me look back at that. I actually know where that one is in the Discord because it's got its own section. Um, but there was there were quite a few questions on you know on BGS that we mostly started to cover last week. Um, but I I don't know. I know this wasn't an April Fool's joke, but it seems like BGS is still going to do something. And SSK, your boy, he had the question of, do you think the reception would have been better if they had just switched their system like SGC did? I don't know what you think about that question because I I have an opinion. Mm, That's tricky. Um, Yeah, you know, I I really don't know. I think that uh, I think it probably would have been a 50-50 situation. There would have been a lot of purists that would have been upset there probably would have been a lot of people that wouldn't have even noticed. And then there would have been a lot of us that, you know, uh, would be all over that and and just kind of, Hey, I love BGS. That's fine. They do what they do. Those are my slabs and that's what I'm going to do. Um, but again, yeah, I don't really think that there's a great way to go about that. Yeah, it's tough. I know that they're, they're going to do something. You don't release that. And uh, I'm glad they backed down from it because it was clearly not well thought out. But I feel like there's still something coming. They're still chasing PSA somehow. They just have to figure out a way to not piss everybody off when they do it. And it's almost like they've got a. So they've got to like, they've got to figure out a different way to get that ten grade without what they what they explained. So it's I don't know if it's some sort of conversion. Um, that they will re-slab your card with a different number on it. Um, I don't know. Like if they had actually, so like using the Mookie card that I used last time as an example, it was all nine fives and it was a 9.5 overall grade. If that was their standard for a, a 10, like was advertised at the Mint Collective on the big poster, but not consistent with the release that they put out, that might work, but I don't think you can degrade existing cards from Gem Mint to Mint Plus. I think that's the problem they have to figure out. How do they have Gem Mint be a 10 and not degrade the value of existing cards? So Start a new company? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. They're too far down the path, but I think they'll figure it out. I think they've just got to they've got to figure it out in a way that doesn't like piss everybody off. It's almost like they got to say, hey... We were really hard before, and now we're going to be easier. So us converting these cards doesn't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm not smart enough. I should have thought this through better. I don't, I don't see a scenario where anybody who's currently holding a BGS slab isn't inconvenienced or upset by that in some way. Even if I have my 9.5 and I can send it in to get my 10, Still I'm not, not paying, paying for that. I'm not paying for that. And yeah. I don't know Becca's not doing that on the arm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't care about... So I just want the option. You don't have to pay for it. Like, I guess for me, again, back to the Mookie card as an example, as long as I know that I have the option to do that at some point if I want to, like, that's cool by me. Um, I'm not actually going to do it because I don't care that much, but I don't want to get crushed for like 30% of the value when I go to sell it. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to just sell it at close to the price that it would be if I had done it. And then the buyer can just do it if they want to, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of irrelevant because I'm not selling that card, but I do think BGS is going to come out with something and I, I think it'll be within the next six months or so, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's see some other ones. So from wax moronic, 
he was saying he's starting to feel like the internet is making it too easy to get anything he wants on eBay, which is making it less fun. How do you guys keep it exciting when you have a small collection that you'd like to add to? Personally, I've been trying to keep it to auctions only. This also helps with the budget somewhat. So I don't know what you think about that. That's a clever way to go about it. I think, you know, you could also go the alternate route, which is what I did, and just buy every single thing in sight <laughs> until there's nothing left for you to get at all. Uh, so I've hit a wall. You know, like I said at the beginning, I'm on a little bit of a buying pause. Um, I, I kind of hit the wall, bro. I'm, I mean, I've got way too many Yachty cars. If you see me on Reddit or you see me on eBay, you'll notice I've even started letting some of them go. Um you know, I, I, I try to look for really, really rare and specific things, and then I will only get them if they fit a certain criteria. So I have a general idea of what I feel like these things should be worth and the kind of condition that they should be in. So, you know, I'm looking for uh, a 2004 Yadier Molina Tops uh, Gold out of 2004, right? Um, but a bunch of them are off center. So I'm not buying those. And I'm also not going to buy one that costs more than $350. I'm just not going to do that either. So I've kind of got a little bit of a window set up there for myself. Um, and that's just kind of how I do it. But I, uh, again, am a degenerate and a maniac. So I don't suggest you follow my lead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to only go for rare stuff. Um, that's how I how I do it. If I wanted like the base rookie or even like a refractor or an X-fractor, rookie card like those are so easy to find that i agree they're everywhere but there are some cards that only pop up so frequently so those are the types of cards that i try to collect so that kind of reins it in for me a little bit the problem is when multiple of them pop up at the same time because those are inherently expensive and then i can't afford all of them at once Mm -hmm. um so i like ebay so something that i have found fun too in terms of since you talked about building a collection on the cheap as well um i've really liked comc i've done two orders there so comc.com um i believe it's short for check out my cards yeah but it's basically like a marketplace um and you can add things to your cart so you can add tons of so first off people can go and send their cards to comc who will then um, hold them on consignment and list up the cards for those people in bulk. Um, but as a buyer, what's really cool is you can go in and you can add cart, add cards to your cart over time and not buy them until you're done adding to your cart. So something I did last year um, for my birthday, I was like, let's see how many Griffey Jr. Bonds and Gwen cards I can get for a hundred bucks. Got some really cool cards. I probably got 50 or 60 cards in my ComC cart and got them all shipped to me at once. I just recently did it with Padre short prints on the cheap as well. There's some really cool stuff there. And it, it's really, to me, it's really fun. Like having like a mini project and adding a bunch of cards to your cart. Um, It's still, they are still easy to find, um, but it is a bit of a treasure hunt because there is so much stuff there. And there are so many of each card that I'm looking at pictures of each and trying to find the one in the right condition without worrying about auctions or offers or anything like that. It's just kind of a hassle-free place to do business. Um, Sportslots.com, similar. Similar? Nice. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I mentioned this on the Discord. I'm going to try to do something similar for my, for my birthday this year. Um, it's not until September, but that was a really fun project. I, this time, I think I'm going to try to buy one or two cards from each of the 30 teams to like fill out my collection, give myself like a moderate budget to buy some $5 and $10 type cards. So we'll see. It's just fun. Um, I think thinking of different things is also fun whether regardless of what your budget is so you could do like a griffey jr run of ken griffey jr cards that you can buy for a buck each or you can go for go on the opposite end like i'm doing that padres golden mirror run and trying to collect all of those cards those are on the higher end it's a little bit longer of a project um so there's there's just so many ways to collect um so those are just some of the ideas so I like having eBay there, but I, I can understand it's less of a treasure hunt when everything is at your fingertips. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. Mistafil posted the uh, Fanatics uh, Panini type article. Sudden resignations at Panini as Fanatics looks to fill its card trading division. So um, I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with Panini as they approach the date where they're going to lose all of these licenses? Guys, so initially, you know, when Fanatics bought Tops, I just kind of assumed they were going to buy Panini eventually as well. Um, but it looks like that might not be the case. Um, it, it's it's kind of a gray area. Uh, my my ultimate prediction, I guess, would be that Tops is just going to start making NBA cards, NFL cards um, under their own flag, if if you will. Um, and if that's the case, you might see prism and uh, mosaic and all these other sets that you know nba and nfl guys are really really super into but us baseball guys kind of turn our nose up at because they're not licensed um so you know that's that's interesting and, and and i guess the the best way i could summarize my feelings on the whole thing is is i'm not a fan of monopolies i'm not a fan of you know if i want to do one thing i can only go to one company um, you know, where I live, there's only one cable company that will service my area. That sucks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as internet and cable service. And when I want to buy, you know, cards, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, you know, I'd like to have options. You know, back in the day, we had Upper Deck, we had Tops. you know, there was all these different things going on. And, and here pretty soon, it's just going to be Tops and Tops and Tops and Tops. And that's, you know, great for Tops shareholders, I guess. But, um, they can dictate price without any competition. They can dictate, you know, just about anything they want to do. And there's not any real way to keep them in check other than us talking with our wallets. And like we've talked about, you know, I love doing this. This is what I like to do. So uh, my only alternative is a stop buying cards, which I'm not particularly interested in. So I don't, I don't think that this is a win for any of us unless you're, you know, a huge fan of seeing NBA tops Chrome cards or you know, NFL tops Chrome cards and things like that. Um, it just kind of sucks, man. I'd rather have more than less. Yeah, I hear you. I already feel like there's a, I feel like there already is a monopoly though. Yeah, of that, that's my view. Like, because in each individual sport, uh, like, like tops Chrome baseball is not compete to me. Tops Chrome baseball does not compete with. Optic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is a monopoly. Right. Um, So sure, we have two major licensed card makers, but they make completely different things like um, Panini Prism Basketball to me does not compete with Topps Chrome Baseball. They're just different. It's like 
men's and women's clothing. Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's my take on it. I am sure for other people that do, that do truly collect multiple sports um, about equally, th- those products probably do compete. Um, so maybe there is some level of that competition, but to me, I already feel like we have a monopoly. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I give up. You have the monopoly. Um, I'll choose what to buy and not buy. Like if you put some stuff out with ridiculous pricing, like dynasty, like I'm not going near it. Mm-hmm. If you give me a super box for 35 bucks, that's cool. Like I'm going to buy that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just my take. I I think I, I would really, I do have some, some football, uh, not a lot. I got like 10 cards. Um, but like, I, I have like, some old tops Chrome football rookie cards. Um, I think that would be really cool. That might get me more into football, honestly, if tops made football cards. Uh, and I think that is the future, but at the same time, I don't want to just see Panini go away. Um, I would like to see, like you mentioned in the discord, like national treasures or immaculate licensed baseball cards. Like that would be awesome, but that only happens if top or if, fanatics buys panini mm-hmm. um and then they're not really they're going to merge them into one entity they're not going to have them compete against each other i wouldn't think like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense so i don't know I yeah don't know. uh national treasures and immaculate they shit all over dynasty i mean those are far oh, better yeah. i mean you got cleats they take spikes out of cleats in there yeah. uh i mean those are gorgeous cards and i mean i've got you know, some pretty cool Dylan Carlson patches from from Immaculate. I mean, it's a whole chunk of a nameplate, a whole chunk of a number. It's got three colors on the patch, um, but it's basically worthless. Bro, it sucks. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and every time I go to Target, so I went this week, and I'm looking at the shelves. They had just done a restock, and there were there was not a single licensed product, first off, and it was just overflowing with prism with optic and with i don't even know what some of the other brands were actually chronicles yeah i almost bought something it was like a blaster box that guaranteed two like autos it was like draft something it wasn't even panini it was some other off brand and then i just like pulled up the checklist on my phone because it had like a picture of jackson holiday and somebody else on the box and then I just pulled up the checklist for autos and it was like a hundred dudes. And like, I had not heard of 98 of them. Uh, so it's like, all right, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to, you know, like I don't like monopolies either, but I feel like we're already there because mm-hmm. one, one shop has the only licensed stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I would really love to see tops make baseball and football cards. That would maybe drive me or I'm sorry, basketball and football. I think that would, drag me into that end of the hobby a little bit i i don't think i'd be ripping boxes but i'd buy singles for sure um like a nice lebron james like x-fractor of him dunking like that would be sick Uh, and i know i can get something like that from panini but i'm just not i just don't know panini i don't know their product i don't know their parallels and i'm not ready to learn it either (laughs) Mm-hmm. So you want like a giraffe or a zebra parallel. Yeah, Britain. yeah. Jeez, skin <laughs> and all the other shit that they have. Like some yeah. of it's really cool, but some of it's like, what what is that? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I right, like I, I like some of the stuff they make, but yeah, it's not for me. 
Yeah. Nice cards if they were licensed, though. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a licensed Panini Prism? I'm sure they would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard to even imagine, though. I don't know. Because so yeah. much would have to change. Um, but anyway, uh, anything else you want to cover? I think we've got through the bulk of the questions. We've obviously run over an hour because that's what we do here. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it, man. Uh, just want to, you know, always uh, shout out to the, uh, the Discord. Appreciate you guys. And uh, as always, the baseball cards uh, subreddit on Reddit. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. Uh, I've been running a lot of giveaways on there, so check me out. I'll be giving away some more stuff this week when we drop this episode. Um, thanks, guys. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, talk about some more Bowman, hopefully. Yeah, check out the Discord, guys. And I, I do put the link to the Discord uh, into each episode invite. Um, every now and then I get a message from somebody that that finds me somehow and tells me that it's expired. So that link only lasts for like five or six days or something. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this episode like three or four weeks after it has dropped that link is not going to work for you um so just go check out like the latest episode and and try to check the link i i've tried to like keep refreshing them but it's like i'm chasing my tail on it it's Mm -hmm. like how far back do i need to go Um, hit me on reddit i'll dm you the link too yeah there we go all right. Thank you, guys. Uh, look forward to talking to you in a couple weeks after Bowman has dropped. We'll be about a month into the season at that point, and hopefully my Padres won't have a losing record anymore. Gunner won't be hitting 150, and yeah, a lot of things will have changed. Tatis will be leading the league in homers already by then. So and the Cardinals have three new starting pitchers. Boom, and one of them's Cor- Corbin Burns. Yeah, Corbin nah, Burns. I don't like those in-division trades. All right. Shohei? (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, TJ. I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great one. Bye.